here. Hello, everybody. I don't know why my volume is a little low tonight. It's almost like it went down a bit. It is... Today's today, Tuesday, February 7th, 2023. Hello. Fakeologist show. We're doing another show. Two in a row. There's going to be a show tomorrow. And tonight's special guest is an ounce of salt per day. And we said we'd make this a weekly appearance, so it looks like he's here. Hello, Frank. Hi, Ed. How are you? I'm fantastic. Let me just turn down the music. I wasn't sure if we had the right time zone and the right time, but you've connected, so congratulations. You're here. Yabba dabba do. Yabba dabba doody. I had a few things lined up in case uh, we didn't make it, but... uh, I said to everyone, as you just heard, that we are trying to convene weekly to see if we can get something going, get some interest, and you bring your stuff from Australia, which is the mirror image of Canada. And actually, Australians are more supportive of the Fakeologist blog platform than Canadians, sadly enough. Although we do have a noted cartoonist that follows us every night. I'm still pretty impressed with that. And I have to read his book, Chester Brown. It's. It, I think it might be to do with the time, the way the times work out. Okay. Because you are, you know, the difference in, although it's, it, you know, it's just works out to be six hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just think on, uh, Australians are just probably in general more intelligent, more engaged. I hate to slam my own countrymen here, but... Uh, you guys are just more interested in the world, it seems, and what's going on. Either that or there's just um, more oppression in Australia, so you guys are looking for more answers, whereas Canadians maybe are more interested in falling for the New World Order or post-nation state that is so widely advertised. Right. Interesting. But, but I've got an agenda. Oh, good. Okay. I was going to talk about the 12-month rolling total of registered deaths in the fabulous state of Victoria. All right. You can present your screen or anything on your own screen yourself if you'd like, and I'll blow it up okay. to fill up the screen. And, and just, then I also, yeah. I also want to talk about the antidote that's being proposed to the, um, you know, you will own nothing and be happy. Mm-hmm. agenda so that would be of interest I think to some people well especially me because I am following um, the latest female that seems to be blowing this whole thing apart and that being Cindy Niles a Greek or a Greek origined woman living in Melbourne not too far from you yeah which yeah, is interesting how you came across her isn't it well, I rely on referrals and uh, people pointing out others to me. There's just no way to keep track of everyone in the world talking about our, our thing. So if anyone wants to send me tips, I'm everywhere on Twitter. I'm on Telegram. I, I'm on email, especially. I'm at fakeologist.com. And uh, Frank, of course, is at frank at fakeologist.com. Make it real easy. I like to give my regulars uh, a fakeologist email which i can't see the emails by the way they just get forwarded so they don't uh they don't stop on my 
server. And yeah, this, this Cindy Niles is just another one of the many females that seems to have a really good read on what's going on. Almost to the, almost to the point where you think they're insiders, but really they're just reading the documents that the United Nations and the World Economic Forum and all their brethren, uh, point out. But here I just, Very uh, yeah. So Cindy Niles is fantastic, and uh, I've downloaded all her Facebook videos. That way I can watch them at my own pace and keep track of which ones I watched on my favorite podcast app, Podcast Addict, because when there's so many videos, it's easy to start repeating and listening again. But um, she thinks that the the vaccine, of course, actually, we're going to be talking about vaccines and viruses so that means we have to log off youtube i'm really sorry about everyone on youtube but you're gonna have to go to fakotube fakotube.com that actually doesn't look like anyone's watching us live on youtube tonight so fakotube.com episode fak669 please come on over so goodbye to youtube okay so we just shut youtube off yeah, so go ahead. So you think that the vaccine is really killing an excess of people and there's nothing more to this increase in deaths around the world other than the vaccine? Well, sorry, I I think the, my official position is that there has been an increase in the death rate in Victoria of 20% since the introduction of the, of the, wow. of the, um, sorry, as recorded officially. Right. So th- these statistics start from January 2016. Yeah. And that was the, that was the 12 months previous, that number there. And that was under 40,000. And you can see that over the next few years, it basically, the the registered number of deaths in any 12-month period hovered around 40,000 until we get to, and there was a trend starting in April of 2021 when, when it, it was 40, just over 40,000 deaths had occurred in the 12 months ending April 2021. Now, that trend downwards is consistent with the overall reduction in deaths that had occurred in Australia for the previous 10 years. So 2021 turned out to be the lowest rate of death per thousand in Australia's history at 4.6 per thousand, what they call the standardised death rate, which takes into account the age of the population, etc. So 2021, we are well and truly into the, into the, um, into the pandemic. So 2020, I should say, was the lowest death rate in Australia's history. Okay. That's when everyone was locked down and nobody could do anything and especially nobody could get into the hospitals. Yeah. And in fact, Victoria, of the 889, normally there's about 1200 deaths from influenza recorded each mm-hmm. year in Australia. Um, which I must say is a change 
from 20 years previously when only 50 people were, typically only 50 people died from influenza mm-hmm. 20 years ago. Um, but there were 889 deaths in Australia putatively given to COVID-19, attributed to COVID-19. 800 of them were in Victoria where the lockdowns were on. So the rest of Australia, which is obviously the majority of the population, is probably six, so 19 million in the rest of the country, there were only 89 COVID-related deaths in 2020. So that's a strange disparity in its own right. Um, but it's still less than the deaths from influenza. There were no deaths from influenza recorded in 2020, perhaps one or something. And then since, I don't know if you can see my, can you see my cursor app? Yeah, I see it. Floating around. Yeah. That's April, that's April in 2021. Mm-hmm. And there were just over 40,000 deaths in Victoria in the previous 12 months. And that has essentially risen every month since then and is now 48,500. Now that works out to be an increase of 20%. Crazy. In the number, in, in, sorry, in the reported registered deaths in Victoria. So the comment, the simple comment is what's going on? Is it, is it the reporting that's going wrong? Or is there an increase in deaths and why is there an increase in the numbers? Whatever, whatever the, whatever the reality is, it obviously needs a proper investigation right. and explanation. And, but it's just not talked about. There's no mention in the newspapers of this increase. So at the very least, they should be trying to explain it, but they don't. Th- and, and, and one thing, one tactic we, we are familiar with, if, if somebody doesn't want to draw any attention to something negative, they ignore it. They don't try and talk, talk about it. They don't try and make excuses for it. They, the best strategy is to ignore it as if it's not happening. Yeah. So it's, um, as I said, it's a, a phenomenon that I've been noting really since it started mm-hmm. and it's showing no sign of abatement at all, is it? It's really... It's still going up. It's still going up. And I asked you because... Sorry, every single figure is larger than the month before. It's a monotonically increasing sequence. Mm-hmm. And is this consistent around the world? Well, from what I've only from um, so the only fellow that I've heard talking about it is um, Dr. John Campbell. Mm-hmm. He's the fellow that mentioned the seventy seven brigade, and he also he has millions of people watching him, and he is um, expressing open astonishment at the lack of discussion over the increasing registered deaths in the United Kingdom. We'll take a peek. Is he talking about that lately? Do you have a video that you want me to bring up? Yeah, it's a good 
because oh. I, I, I've been looking at, um, Substack for a long time now. I have to admit that, um, I'm kind of ignoring Substack now. It just sort of bores me now. The topic of viruses yep. and virology. And let's see here. So here we have his channel. And we have, he has lives as well. I guess that's the problem with YouTube now. They're separating these damn things. Although maybe he doesn't do lives anymore. So here's just, uh, Excess deaths, MP calls for thorough investigation. That would be an MP in Today's talks on day the 5th of February. Now, we want answers as to why more people are dying than usual. The excess deaths are high, and we want a breakdown of all the possibilities that could be causing this excess deaths, these excess deaths. Now, this is Esther McVeigh in the British Parliament speaking on this matter. Let's just uh, listen to it. Fairly brief clip. Public health. Mr. Mike Bay. Speaker. Well, there's still nobody in the House of Commons in Westminster. They just, what happens is whenever these guys are on, everyone leaves the room. <laughs> well, these specific MPs, nobody wants to uh, witness? No, no, no one wants to witness them. Oh, that's They're crazy. recently warned that current non-COVID excess deaths is being driven in part by patients not getting statins or blood pressure medicines during the pandemic. But... When looking at the data on statins in openprescribing.net, which is based on monthly NHS prescribing, there appears not to be a drop. So where is the evidence? And if there isn't one, what is causing these excess deaths? Will the minister commit to an urgent and thorough investigation on the matter? Well, we are seeing a, a, an increase in excess deaths in this country, but we're also seeing that in Wales, uh, in Scotland, uh, in Northern Ireland, and across Europe. And there are a range of factors. There was an increase, as we saw um, in December, in the number of people being admitted with flu, with COVID, and with other uh, healthcare conditions. And this is not something that's just seen in this country, but across Europe as well. Bridget. Well, Esther McVeigh looking somewhat bewildered by that answer. Now, the report where uh, Chris Whitty, the Chief Medical Officer, talks about this is in this technical review published back in uh, December. And we did look at this in some detail at the time. So what we need... Does this mean that nobody really cares that an excess number of people are dying? And and, and I want to ask, and I, I brought this, this question up to you before on the Fakeologist audio chats. Anyone can find audio chats, just type Fakeologist audio chats on my Fakeologist main page or your favorite podcast player. But do you th is there any way that, because there is IPS, who is another broadcaster who I listen to, he seems to think that there is probably no excess deaths, or no, sorry, no excess harm caused by the vaccine. And that's our thesis, that the vaccine does cause damage and all kinds of um, side effects and all kinds of chronic illness. But what, what, if, it, what if it doesn't, do anything other than um, just cause a stir and a schism in the population. And what if we're just looking at the baby boomers who are now in their 80s, and this is the time when this is the average age that most people born in the 40s die. The average age, of, I, I believe. Well, the, point, the, point, the point here, Ab, is that we're speculating, aren't we? Yeah, because we, we're in the absence of information, we are. The numbers are indicating a 20% increase coincident with the introduction of a novel medical treatment imposed upon 
the population That's right. in Victoria has yeah. largely been undertaken. That's right. It's one of the only yeah. drugs that's been widely administered at the same time, roughly the same time, to an entire population ever that we can that we can ascertain. And it turns out that when you actually look at the Pfizer trials and the trials information as I've released them, Pfizer indicated that there are problems with the drug and that they didn't do anything. Right. You know, the, the actual trials are actually telling you they, they, they changed the data and efficacy was based on relative efficacy and you know, when you actually analyze all the data, it's now becoming clear that the thing never had any efficacy and that it did, there was a problem with people's, um, could cause problems with hearts and all sorts of things. That's right. So under those circumstances and given that's a 20% increase in the total in Victoria, and I suspect, well, we don't know, but the, these are the only figures I've got. So either the Victorian government is putting in false figures to create panic, that would be nice to know. Or there's a problem. What's causing the problem? Is it fear of the thing? Is it simply just people have made themselves fearful of it? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We, we don't know any of these things. The point remains that from a media watch kind of view and which, which which I consider you know what being a fakeologist is about it's about what are the media doing the mainstream media they are completely silent on this topic that's very strange it's not a topic in Canada and I don't even know what the numbers are I only know what they are where you are because you report on them almost every week yeah well I get them every every month this this um the number of re- registered guests gets updated Mm-hmm. And so it's, I can't get any access to any other statistics really, but these are current. These, these are up to date as of two days ago. Mm-hmm. And yeah. So I think, um, yeah, the next steps for me are, are obviously letters to my local MP and, and so on, but mm-hmm. a very, very interesting situation. Um, don't know the answers. <laughs> but I don't think it's wise to do nothing. Mm-hmm. And I certainly wouldn't recommend to anyone to take this thing. No. Well, I don't even know what the official what the official um policy is of everyone. Being rolled out, being made available to Australians. Mm-hmm. And apparently in the UK, they're not recommending it to people under 50. Right. But they are making it available for people under 50. It's very strange. Yeah, I'm almost uh, burned out by the whole topic. And I'm wondering if other people are as well. Yeah, everyone wants to move on. But the issue is going to be as um, your, your... your latest idol, Cindy, says, "Right, if if uh, fourteen of the seventeen goals for the future are related to vaccines, and Melbourne's building a vaccine or an mRNA facility, yeah, I think they're um, 
I think it's a topic of great interest myself. Well, it looks like we have some uh, numbers here. Statistics Canada. I, I don't know for sure. Um, if it looks like we uh, have some excess um, or some new some numbers to look at um, for Canada. Looks like it. I, even- they, I, I actually got the impression they stopped taking, stopped reporting the figures in May of last year. Well, I don't think that's true, but I'm not sure now. I'm just trying to see here. Maybe you're right. Maybe you're absolutely right. Uh, one. I, I noticed that Ben Wiles published the vaccine hesitance in the U.S. by education level. Mm-hmm. And the most hesitant are people with PhDs. Interesting. <laughs> I'm, I'm having a hard time following these entries here. And, uh, oh, I see. They published them by week number. Um, right up until 2022. This is a very strange way of doing it here. I'm just, I don't know if you can, uh, see my screen. Let me just highlight my screen here. Mm-hmm. Weekly death counts reported by Canada, all age and all sexes. But so looks like, oh, I see. We got three dots for 2022. Wait, what? I tell you, fun with numbers, huh? Mm-hmm. When you, uh, so it doesn't look like there's anything for 2022. So we've got three dot, two dots here. Oh, maybe I'm wrong. So maybe there, maybe there are no numbers here. Um, what is this here? Weekly number of deaths. Okay. Here we go. 2022. Um, adjusted number of deaths, expected number of deaths. Hmm. Hard to tell what's going on here. This is for 2022 in Canada. I don't know if you can see this. Mm-hmm. Upper 90, I can see it. Upper 95% prediction interval of expected number of deaths. Oh, I see. So the number is, the actual number is crossing all over. So it looks like it stopped in August of 2022, the numbers, at least in Canada. But these, this is a graph showing number of deaths, expecting number of deaths, and estimated excess of mortality for Canada. So where is the excess expect? I don't know if this is a good graph to even look at. It doesn't seem like it's the same type of graph. As yours, this is what I mean by statistics. Well, the reason, the reason I, the reason I work on what I call a twelve monthly rolling figure mm-hmm. is because I get a I get a figure for each month, and so the figures here that I present represent January of this year to to February of last year, and then when the next figures come out, I drop one off and add one on. And what's happening in, in this case in Victoria, each month is, is, is higher than the previous, than the month from the same month of the previous year. Mm-hmm. Well, it would be good if anyone is in Canada that can maybe get into these, uh, statistics because Canada has always been known, as I've said before, to have some of the most accurate 
statistics via this agency called Statistics Canada and yeah. anywhere and, in the world. And then they've just become all obfuscated now. They're very, they present them in a very strange manner. Repealed the, the, the 2020 report was, seems to have been scrubbed out, the original one, and you get a, what they call an updated one, which doesn't read the same at all as the original one. So one might think that, um, this is going to be definitely played with. Now have a look at that. So have a look at that. If you have a look at that methodology and look at all those calculations and, you know, squared things and. Right. Okay. Really, by far, in my opinion, by far the simplest thing to do is what I've done here, which is just look at the, the deaths in each 12-month period, month by month, and see what's happening. Yeah, can we get a graph like this in Canada? I know you've, I think you've tried to look. I, I haven't been. If I if I can get the monthly figures, sure, but I don't think I can. So did you create this graph yourself? Yeah. Oh, you created this. So this is nothing that is officially presented in Australia. Nope. So you had to yep. take the numbers because... We know that graphs are one of the easiest ways to notice trends, so they don't present this data in a way where you can identify a visual trend. No. So that's why you did it yourself. I gotcha. Yeah, and I get. I'll, I'll show you the um, site that I got the data from. It's okay. Uh, I, I just looking at Statistics Canada. I just want to see a simple graph like what you got. But uh, I don't. I think they're just trying to baffle us with BS. Look at all these and that's, fancy that's logarithmic equations. That's all I can see. Yeah. So Anyone that takes one look at these equations brings them back to their late high school or early university days, and your eyes just must glaze over. <laughs> Lots of Greek symbols with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm going to work at how to add my share my screen again. Why can't I do that? Oh, just click one of the circles near your microphone, and uh, there's a few circles there. Start the screen sharing process. Screen. There's a computer screen with an up arrow. There's a screen. A little circle, a little bubble that has an up arrow in a screen. That's for uploading your screen to the. Okay, here we go. Yep. Restream. Okay. So this is this is the site. Right. Okay. This Death, is. Yeah. The law requires doctors and funeral directors to notify the Registry of Births, Deaths, and Marriages of Victoria of deaths. In the case of a reportable death, the coroner must mot- notify BDM as soon as practical practicable after being notified by the doctor. Deaths are counted in the month we register them. Deaths may not have occurred in that same month. And you can also download a sheet of the data. So wider data sets are available to purchase. We can extend data criteria such as date range to purchase data, learn more how to apply for registry data, which I've done. I've tried to get a larger set. 
they didn't accept my excuse. They didn't accept my reason. And so they wouldn't supply it to me. But you can see that that's January 2023, 3,977 people were So you wanted a bigger set and what was your reason? I said um, I just wanted to have a complete set of data because this this set only went back to um, only went back to September two thousand and nineteen, um, and I, the only other source of data I could get was from the same Bureau of Statistics Victorian figures, um, but they said no. I had to give them more information. I don't see what the issue is, but who knows? Yeah, Statistics Canada. The reason I want the data is so I can understand the effect of what jabbing has done. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Statistics Canada officially only has numbers till 2020. Oh, right, okay. So they yeah. don't want to let us know. So, so January 2023 was 3,977 deaths registered and January 22 was 3,449. So that's an increase of, you know, 500 out of 3,000. That's, that's well over 20%. And January 2021 was 3,300 lower again. Now I don't know who statista.com is, but they have deaths for Ontario, Canada. It says here. Yeah, no. An international organization, yep. Okay. It's quite good. Well, the graph here goes up. <laughs> so they looks like they have by okay, by well, year. So things are climbing quite steadily from twenty 2020 twenty till twenty twenty two. That's better. pretty that's pretty obvious. That's a that graph looks quite similar to your slope. Looks exactly the same, doesn't it? And this is Ontario where I live. Are you? Do I need to stop stop sharing mine? Oh, I can start sharing mine. You can just keep sharing, and I'll just put mine up. Sorry, this is. Thank you for reminding me. Uh, this is Statista dot com. So you're saying this is an international organization? Where do they get their numbers if Statistics Canada doesn't release them? Do you think they have? How do they glean their own numbers? I wonder. Yeah, I don't know that. Show sources. Information. Oh, I gotta, I need an account, but I guess I could register. So what's the, what's the starting point of that graph? This is 2000 to 2001. So it would be nice. So I guess that's the year, I guess that's the year 2000. I don't know why they have two years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So 2000 looks, you know, like nothing was happening really. Well, yeah, the number was. Uh, 81,000. And, uh, the problem is it would be nice to have an overlay of the population of Ontario. But that's only, that's only in Ontario, is it? Yeah, I'm just looking at Ontario. We have a population of around 14 million. What is the population of, uh, Victoria State, roughly? Uh, it's about six, five and a half million. Okay. So we have three times as many people here. So in yeah, 2021 to 2022, I guess that's the year 2021. Yeah. We have 121,000. Right. So that's a big jump. And the year before it was 116. 
And then the year before that, 111. Sorry, is it the, the, the first, the, the extreme left of the graph is what year? It says, it says 2000. Oh, 2000. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So that, that, what's happening in, in Ontario looks to be no change. It looks steady then, doesn't it? Until when? Well, it, it's, it's rising mm-hmm. steadily until yeah. there's nothing different about 2022 compared to 2021 really on that trend that you can see, is there? Well, it's, it, it does, ex- the, the trend accelerates for the last three graphs, 2020, 2021, 2022. Things do pop between 2019 and 2020. Yeah, well, that's interesting. So, so in that case, what we're saying is that, is that COVID, pre, pre-vaccination, things went wrong in Canada. Mm-hmm. But again, I don't know where they get these, these things because this is not statistics Canada. This is Statista. Yeah. It's hard to tell. Here we go. Population estimates. I don't even, why are they estimates? We have real numbers, but Statistics Canada is not releasing them. Anyway, so, uh, it's got their paywall overlay here on this graph, but it does indicate that the population of Ontario is about over 15 million as of 2022. Yeah, Ontario is a province. That's a very um, popular, and, and presumably most of the, most of those people are around Toronto, are they? Around the Great Lakes? Yes, yes, yes. I so would say I would say um, probably eighty percent are around in southern Ontario, around the Great Lake of Ontario. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, let's say hi to all the people in the chat. We, it looks like El Sushi, RDB Chichi, Greg Shantz, Harmon, Skate and Destroy, Epic Souls. Skate and Destroy says, hey, Ab, good evening. Harmon, why would the government lie about everything then tell the truth about population? Yeah, I, I've said that many times, Harmon. That's a good point. Skate and Destroy says the life insurance companies won't lie, though, in my opinion. I've heard those stats are pretty telling. And if Skate and Destroy says if there's one thing officials have perfected through the PSYOP, it's number fuckery. Pardon his French. Well, I think Statistics Canada did the honorable thing and they just don't report it. (laughs) (laughs) Really, that's, that's extremely telling. Why don't we ask the question? Why, why doesn't Statistics Canada publish death numbers after 2020. What is the problem? Yeah. And is there any discussion at all on the, on the, in the news? It's not talked about. There's nothing. That would be, I suppose, somebody should do a freedom of information request to see if they can get anything. So Statistics Canada is just not 
reporting. So they must have been instructed, just stop what you're doing. And there's nothing recently, according to these these searches. All the talk about excess death stops in 2020. Pretty shocking, actually. So how do we get these numbers? Because I'm guessing Statista is just guessing to some extent. It looks like Statistics Canada just shut down. Crazy. Mm-hmm. I'm just looking So there's here. some research for any listeners, if we can get some reasonable statistics out of Canada. Um, but, um, yeah, sorry, Robert, John Campbell, Dr. John Campbell talks about excess deaths in the USA. Um, being over and above what they're saying because they're not, they're not really claiming anyone's, many people are dying from COVID anymore. Let me just stay, let me just hear the official talk about excess deaths in Canada. COVID-19 continues to affect communities and families in Canada in terms of lives lost. The toll of this, of the pandemic should account for both the direct and indirect efforts of the virus. It is important to measure excess mortality to better understand the direct and indirect consequences of the COVID-19 pandemic. Excess mortality occurs when there are more deaths during a period of time than would be expected for that period. The excess number of deaths is measured as the difference between the number of observed deaths and the number of expected deaths over a certain period of time. The Canadian Vital Statistics Death Database is the authoritative source for cause of death in Canada. The CVS-D is an administrative survey that collects demographic and medical information from all provincial and territorial vital statistic registries on all deaths in Canada. So the, the province, the provinces, they keep their own, they keep the death registry. So they do have a graph, but, um, I can't really figure out what what's going on in this graph. 21. I don't know what the heck this represents. The way they've the way they've put these these graphs is ridiculous. It's just not in in a sensible way that I can tell. Hmm. Maybe you can go over it. I'm not really a big number cruncher but this is interesting well i guess i guess the fact that it's not easily understood is is the key point of interest isn't it the fact that you cannot put your hand on it and say you know if there are excess deaths in canada then it indicates that the that the vaccination has not made any dent so here we go here's here's the data set i'm just going to look at ontario right now and they just have expected number of deaths for it looks like 2022 october 2022 i don't even know why we're just looking at this october november i don't know what they're doing here but there are no adjusted number of deaths and they're just blank (laughs) so they've just 
they're just leaving out data. So they're just not reporting it or they're not, they're, I would say specifically they're not releasing it or maybe they fired the person that has to add all these things up. So it's just lying by omission as far as I can tell. Yeah. But once more, they have us talking about things that don't matter when this is probably the only thing that matters. And that's what you're doing, at least for your state in Australia. So good on you to do it. And you're one of the only people that talk about it. (laughs) Well, it's a very, it's very unpopular topic, even with, you know, IPS and John LeBon, isn't it? They, they don't want to concede the idea that there may be harm being done. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just don't. I just don't think either of those people have enough information. No, I don't. To, to um, prognosticate one way or another, and until we understand that, I think um, you know, just assuming that this is all just fake is um, just a bit reckless. Acknowledging at the same time that it may be fake. Yeah. I'm just, I'm trying to figure out where we can get this info. Is anyone talking about it? Someone says here, same in Canada, total death statistics, total death statistics not published anymore, anymore since a couple of months. And this is a year ago, January 8th, 2022. Wow. And uh, I don't see, I want to see something. The, the latest thing is there are no real latest tweets. Let me just put it again another way. Death Statistics Canada. Let's see if anyone is. Here's Andrew John. Is anyone else waiting for Statistics Canada to update the leading cause of death for 2021 and beyond? Yeah. Me and Frank. <laughs> CBC News, our state uh, propagandist, the number of Albertans who died over the last three years was significantly higher than would be what would be considered normal for that stretch of time. And not all that increase is attributed to COVID-19 deaths, according to the new data from Statistics Canada. Okay, um, we're just doing on-the-fly research, guys, Frank and myself. COVID underreporting, health system overcapacity, alcohol and poison drugs is blamed. Wow. Now, we- now that wouldn't surprise me. I mean, during our lockdowns, I was, I was having a bottle of red wine a day. I don't think I was Robinson Crusoe there. I hate these. These numbers are not very accurate here. I'm just, this is for Alberta. They just call it pandemic death toll in Alberta. They said for All of Alberta in 2020, or it says 2022. Okay, so all of Alberta in 2020, the deaths were, total deaths were, it looks like just over 2,000. 
and then it doubled in 2021 to 4,000. And then for 2022, up until November, it was just short of 4,000. That's missing two months. So you can extrapolate 2022 to have been well over 4,000. What that, it, are those saying that's, that's the pandemic death toll, but we don't know what the total, we don't know what the normal death toll is. It, it's like claiming in Victoria. In 2020, it was claimed that Victoria had 800 deaths from COVID. But given that, given that overall Australia's death rate was down by 8,000 from the previous year, so in 2019, there were 168,000 people died, registered deaths. In 2020, there were only 160,000 deaths in Australia. So the only thing you can conclude from that was that COVID saved lives in Australia. Rob Easton is the data journalist for CBC. And there's not a lot of stuff on his timeline here. He doesn't tweet a lot. So he could be just a fictitious fellow? Absolutely. He's followed by Barack Obama. Is he? <laughs> That's what it says here on the Twitter. <laughs> what a giveaway. Why don't we ask him? A, why don't we Every ask him? What a giveaway. <laughs> Why don't we ask him what what can we ask him to find out what are the actual what are the actual death numbers for Canada? Yeah, yeah. What, what are the what are the annual what what's can the you death rate? can you link us to the actual is it total deaths? Yeah, just the the, the total number of registered deaths in Canada for the past ten years, say. To the, can you link to the actual total deaths in Canada for the last 10 years, including up until January 2023? I can't find it anywhere. Since he is the death man. I can't find it anywhere on Statistics Canada. StatCan underscore ENG. Can you link to the actual total deaths in Canada for the last 10 years, including up until January 23, 2023? I can't find it anywhere. Okay. That's a pretty relevant thing to ask. I would have thought so. I don't want to, I don't want to see excess mortalities. I just want to see the numbers. And we'll, we'll draw our own conclusions. Really what we try, what, what all I've been trying to establish is has the, was, did this thing do anything to the population of Australia? The, the, the story is no. There was no, there was no indication that anything happened in Australia in 2020 that was different from the trend. Epic Soul says, I agree with JLB and IPS. I think vaccine damage is cake in a lake, fake, a rabbit hole. They can't be proven either way. Well, they could be lying about excess deaths, but anyway. But who was saying, who was typing that? 
That was Epic Souls. Here's so, a, mm-hmm. what I'd ask Epic Souls is, which which part is he saying is fake, and does he have any evidence of that? That's really what what our question is. Is it the numbers that are being faked? And if it is, how are they going about that? And why are they going about that? What's the purpose? Okay, here's a question from here's here's here's. See, they're not publishing the total numbers anymore, but they are playing with excess deaths and manipulating the numbers to make them. Um, it, so here's one thing that did get released, I think, in the last month, and they said that younger Canadians under 45 years of age experienced a 20% increase in excess deaths between January to March of... I can't see this, it's cut off. But it says here that excess deaths in the same period declined from 10.3 to 1.9. There's your 1 and 9 among 65 <laughs> to 84 year olds. These are not useful numbers. But then someone else asked uh, last week, this is a month by month report, 25 months of missing data. Why did they stop reporting in 2020? So there's one person asking the question. So I think you're pretty much right. And he also says they, Two year, two full years are missing. So now they're just playing with numbers, I would say. Yep. Yeah. I think they're really just releasing numbers in a way that most people won't compile graphs like you have that are pretty stunning. Yeah, it's pretty, like I said, the rolling 12 monthly count of deaths is by far the simplest way to pick up a signal in the, in the, um, death rate. Here's someone else. Mark O'Farrell said, Statistics Canada doesn't count deaths at all anymore. Archive content, anything inconvenient for the fanatical left wing that is no longer reported. This is just not picking up any attraction at all, at least on Twitter, if Twitter is any kind of gauge of people and what they're looking at. So I think this is the time to play the song from you 2 that we still haven't found what we're looking for. Yeah, yeah. So they're really just ignoring the... They're just really not giving us the raw numbers anymore, it seems. Now, if anyone here is listening... If they can do some truth sleuthing and see if they can find anything, if anyone wants to call Statistics Canada, uh, good luck getting through, I'm sure. So we, we went from one of the most uh, efficient and uh, highly comprehensive government agencies to one that just doesn't do anything. I'm just not seeing any outrage or really any discussion at all. They probably didn't have enough money for the budget. Mm-hmm. Well, we can be flip about it, but the bottom line is they're just not releasing data. They're hiding data. Because these numbers are being recorded. Unless all the people that record these numbers have been told to stop writing it down, which is impossible to believe. So I don't see much here at all. So we're looking for a whistleblower from... The Canadian Statistics Organization? Yeah, call in. Call, call us. In. Use, use a voice morpher. 
Yeah. Call us. I, I'm, since I'm nobody else, now. since there are no reporters in Canada, there are no, there, there's nobody on our side. Just call the fakeologist. She'll leave a message. Use the fake pun. So again, we just have people talking about 2020. There's been two solid years in between 2020 and right now. And we're already advancing into the year 2023. So people have, I know people are dying <laughs> in January. They died. January is a pretty crappy month to be in Canada. So people have died. We know this, but where are the numbers? In the age of instant communication, I think we could have the numbers for January right about now, don't you? So we're a week into February. Well, as I said, the Victorian numbers were published within three days of the end of the month. Mm -hmm. So you've got January. I've got January. This includes January. So somebody can call, if you don't want to do all of Canada, just call Ontario Vital Statistics. I don't even know what the name of the department is of the government agency. Okay, Ontario Vital Statistics. Um, boy, is that an easy thing to get a hold of? OGS.on.ca, maybe? Birth, marriage, and death records in Ontario. Civil registration, birth, marriage, and death records in Canada is a provincial area of jurisdiction. Okay. Okay. Where are the deaths? These records can be found on the Ontario Name Index. Tony, please click here. What the hell is this? Tony Search. I don't think this is helping already. <laughs> I don't think. I think this is archives. I don't know what I'm looking at here. Ontario Ancestors. I don't want Ancestors. I want current stuff. Sounds like it's uh, going to be some work. Yeah. This is pretty basic stuff for a government to do. Compile births and death statistics. I don't even know. I've tried the other states in Victoria and emailed uh, the other states, apart from Victoria, but I cannot get them to respond to me, to my emails. So New South Wales, Queensland, West Australia, they, they won't provide me those numbers. Hmm. The office of the Registrar General is in Thundering Bay, Ontario, which is a nasty place to be at this time of year. It's in the north. Been there for a while. Well, if anyone wants to volunteer and just help us out, this is some pretty basic reporting. How many people died in Ontario in the last few years? And is the number going up? And is it going up? And all we, and disproportionately, demographics or any other reason. Exactly. I still think demographics have something to do with things, but it's really hard to tell because Ontario is, is the number one immigrant place to come. And we could easily be importing through family reunification programs, older immigrants as well. So if people that come here bring their parents over and they're older, then that will skew the data for sure. 
people, they might arrive here one year and die the next if they're of a certain age. But uh, there's there's tons of confounding factors for sure. But why don't we just get the raw data and see what kind of information we can uh, glean from it. What else do we have here? Uh, oh, lots of conversation now in the fakeologist fakeotube chat here. Yeah. Skate and Destroy is talking to Epic. He says, I don't know. I know quite a few cases personally. My dad was fine until his last flu shot and booster. Now he suddenly has Parkinson's disease. My cousin just died of a stroke. I didn't want to ask at the funeral. Epic Soul says vaccine damage. The virus was fake, so I believe the vaccine was fake too. Baby boomers are getting old. A doctor he knew for more than 20 years, one of the first to get the vaccine and died within a week. Okay. Okay. Skate and Destroy has some stories as well. Armin says he has two golfing buddies that had bad effects from the vaccine, brain bleeding, myocarditis. Yeah, I, I just am not of the opinion that injecting aluminum hydroxide into your body is going to do anything but harm it. And depending on your age and your health condition, I think that certain people can resist it more than others. And it, 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 I, I think that there is a, there is a, you know, a nocebo effect for sure. For sure. I agree. However, the thing that's making me a little bit, um, more cautious than that is that if the nocebo effect was what they were trying to achieve, mm-hmm. then it would be more over the newspapers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they promote the idea that it's just all in your head and you're willing no, no, yourself. No, 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 I was thinking more the opposite. If mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm assuming they're not good guys, yeah. but they want, they want people to be fearful of this jab. And so they would start talking about it, that it's fearful. Okay. So the nocebo effect causes them to make themselves sick, even that, if it, even I, if it wasn't I, that, the uh, vaccine. Yeah, that, almost. I, there is definitely an element of of that in in any anything medical, anything about your health. A lot of it is about your attitude. I don't think there's any doubt about that. All right. Well, I I can't stop. I can't finish the show without bringing up uh, Cindy Niles, who I have sent a message on Facebook. She has two accounts uh, to come on my show and talk. But if she doesn't, then she has enough content out there for me to produce or reproduce rather and play. Here's something from 2021, February 26th, where she... She starts off softly in many of her rants, I would say, or her talks, where she puts the phone in front of her and just starts talking. And then she usually gets revved up towards the end and pretty passionate and screechy. But yeah, uh, I made a clip here of this broadcast. And if you want to find her 
I didn't, I don't always put her whole videos up, but, um, because it's not that easy. I have to go find this on Facebook and link to it, but I did clip it. And uh, this is an interesting talk where she says 14 of the, 14 of the 17 SDGs, that's sustainable development goals, which everyone should be talking about and everyone should know because these are being written into law in every country right now, even in Canada. They are being implemented into law. It's not just governance. It's, they're going to be law in every country. And Canada is slowly doing it. And she says 14 of the 17 SDGs mention vaccines. And don't forget, they came up with these SDGs a long time ago. I don't know what year. Maybe 10 years ago. So listen to this clip. I'm going to say unmute it. One vaccine to the other. In fact, of the 17 um, sustainable girls um, SDGs, often referred to um, of the United Nations, of those 17 sustainable goals, 14 of them are dependent on vaccines. How fascinating is that? That they um, had proposed this whole great reset and had published the whole thing and had worked it all out and thought that this is pre-pandemic and they thought that, oh yeah, 14 of our 17 goals are about vaccines and vaccinating the whole planet, including all those starving people that have no fresh water. Yeah, those those people, we really must vaccinate them super fast because who knows, maybe, you know, they can create vaccines that feed you too. Like, so you can create, you know, your own DNA can make food for itself. This is the level of insanity. Um if you like that kind of talk, I've got other videos of hers up on facotube.com. And facotube is sponsored by you, the donor. If we don't have a subscription to fakeologist.com, we are value for value. So if you think that me linking to these videos is valuable and clipping some of them and or reproducing them in their entirety on facotube, then please consider a donation, fakeologist.com forward slash donate. We take Fiat, we take Epic Cash, we take Epic Pay, we take Monero, we take Bitcoin, we take straight up banknotes in the mail. You can mail them to us. Uh, we don't take checks because we don't have a fakeologist bank account. So uh, you can send me books like Chester did or you can just straight up use Stripe, which only steals 3%. Or 2.97% for the service. Uh, if you figure out how to get Bitcoin, which is actually pretty easy, uh, you can send Bitcoin and I don't think they take a whole lot. Epic Pay, Epic Cash doesn't take very much at all. Actually, maybe less than 1%. Uh, you can send that to me as well. Um, and uh, if you're wondering where Uncle Vigilante is, He's having some health issues right now, not COVID related, just old age and other things. So he is off tonight and cannot reschedule because he's doing other epic cash things this week. So we're going to try and have him back whatever day is his regular day. And I don't, I couldn't even remember when I 
sent you an email, Frank, frank at fakeologist.com. Do you have a regular day that we're going to do our broadcast? Did we pick a day? Because I know you were off last week for vacation. I, I, I think it was a day. I think it was um, you were going to use tomorrow as the day. Wednesday? Which is your Thursday? My Thursday, yeah. Yeah. Or I was thinking Thursday, which is your Friday. Okay. That's fine. But I think Uncle Vigilante wanted you for one day. So I took yes, you please. off Thursday, and now he's already canceled this Friday. He has canceled, has he? Okay. Well, yes. He wanted to bump you. So I changed. See, I even put, I even put your, because I was going to show up with you to ask some epic questions on some his show. Questions. Yeah. But he was going to do it Friday at 12 o'clock, 1200 hours, Florida time, which is the same as Toronto mm-hmm. time. That mm-hmm. would put it at um, three in the morning. Um, or what? Wait, what? That, what time is that? Uh, what time is that in your neck of the woods? So that would be 16 hours forward. Which would be four in the morning. Yeah, that's not great. Not not ideal. No. Did you agree to that? <laughs> yeah, I would, I would have done it once. Okay, you did agree to that because I think that's what he said. I think that is when he said he was going to do a show. And I yeah, thought I, that's I could, odd that you would I, agree to that. But he's cancelled there. I mean, I, I do get up early, and so okay, so you can do that because you have been on an audio chat, but it was a, l- a couple hours later. So I moved it to February 17th, 12 p.m. Florida, which is 4 a.m. Aust- uh, Central Australian time. Yeah. I moved it, and I think uh, I put you on the Google Calendar, so you should have got an email from Google Calendar. I did. Okay. So that's good. It says here, yeah, okay, so you're on there. Okay. Okay, so we're going to make our... Next, why don't we make our next date Thursday of of next week? Yeah. Okay. We could have made it this Thursday, but I got mixed up. I got mixed up with all the times because I figured, well, next, <laughs> I figured Thursday at 8 p.m. was something like 12 o'clock Friday for you, which is when you were going to do the Uncle Vigilante show, which, of course, was wrong because that was 12 p.m., your time, not his time. So once so more. When is that? When is that, that? So that's not going to happen this week. That's going to happen next week. Is that right? That's right. Because he's off this week because he's doing something else epic. So I've rescheduled February 17th, 12 p.m. Eastern North America time, which is 4 a.m. Australian Central time on Saturday for you. Okay. Now, I should try. I should try and get Rachel on again because we had a terrific chat about um, about Tony Blair. Okay, and I'll just let you know that if you don't hear bumpers when you're in Gilded, then the fakeologist Velo box is not hearing you. Yeah, well, so it's okay now because Rachel can now operate in Discord. Discord, so. And um, the streamer bot does seem to leave Gilded every couple days. And if I don't notice, he won't go back. So I have to manually tell streamer bot to go back into Gilded because he just doesn't care 
he just leaves on his own. There's nothing I can figure out to do on that. Mm-hmm. So once more, if you are on Gilded and you don't hear streamer bot bumpers, then you're not being recorded. Try and remember that. It does work, though. It absolutely does work. Okay. And Gilded is our backup. And it's um, just about as good as Discord. And to remove people first. So fake11.com forward slash Discord or fake11.com forward slash Gilded if you want to join in. And if you want to make a bumper, fakeologist, fake11.com forward slash bumper. And make a bumper. And we will play it. So I think the, in summary, we, uh, on this show, we really want to point out that Frank is the one that is compiling his own statistical graphs based on raw data that he can only get from one state in all of Australia cannot get the data from any other state in Australia which is very strange mm, I think it's strange and how I mean, what, what, what a simple number we just want the total deaths for each month for the last two years that's a pretty simplistic request well it would be, it'd be better to have them for you know an extended period yeah. historical historical figures like that should be very simple to get. Mm-hmm. So you you asked once more. You asked them for wh- how far back and what was their reply? They wanted to know why I wanted them, and I gave them the reason that the the set from Victoria stops in um, in September of two thousand and nineteen. And I wanted. I you want to go back so you can create some better trends. Yeah, and so the the trends that those months uh, for for um, Victoria, but I notice that there are some slight there are you know small discrepancies between that data and this data, mm-hmm. and in overlapping months. Um, how much of a discrepancy? How much, what kind of percentage? It's not, no, it's only just a couple of numbers here and there. I think the overall totals come very close. But, um, you know, the point is it's two different data sets. And, you know, I, I would have preferred to have one data set for Victoria, one complete data set from the same source. That's just normal. It's a bit like trying to mix you know, two lots of temperature data. They, it should be the same. Anyway, I thought it was a perfectly good, good reason to request the data, but they said, oh, no, you have to tell us, you know, what, what purpose you're going to use it for. And so I guess I should write back and say, look, I'm just using it to find out if the vaccination is killing people or not. Let's <laughs> see what they say. Yeah, that, that won't raise any red flags. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't hide anything. All right, so yeah, well, yeah, maybe you'd get a couple uh, sympathetic whistleblowers if there ever was one, which of course we, most of us are convinced there's no such thing as a whistleblower, except a manufactured 
simulated one. No one would risk their livelihood for almost no upside. Okay, so I've scheduled you for every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern, which is 12 p.m. the next day, Australia. G long time. Is that is that okay? That's fine. And anytime you're unable or would like to reschedule, I will be happy to oblige you. Your kindness is notable. But I appreciate you showing up on time all the time and coming to us with something really interesting to talk about. And you have a website, how to take care of your penis.com, which always makes the girls giggle. And that is where you do your own writing. Most of it is from far in the past. And anyone here who wants to just send an email to Frank, help him out with statistics, has any comments on tonight's show, any show suggestions, it's Frank at fakeologist.com. Very simple. And um, it's always a pleasure having you on. One um, one comment that um, came out of the uh, your favorite your new favorite Cindy Cindy Niles was that um, she talked about the difference between community and communitarianism. That's right. That's a video right here. Cindy Niles on communitarianism. One of the points that I do make in my blog, and I'll make it again, is that, in my view, any collective activity which you undertake, which actually results in your detriment, your personal detriment, there is just no reason for you to be involved in that group activity. Collective activity really should enhance all of the people that participate in the collective activity. And... What I think we're finding is that many people are participating in collectives that cause them damage. And she does point that out. She says that being part of a community is a form of NLP. Yeah. And I just typed in an ounce of salt per day dot com and uh, I'm getting an error. Is that, did I say something wrong? Is that the wrong website? An ounce of salt per day. Mm-hmm. Dot com. No, it's how to take care of your penis. Dot com. Oh, see. Okay, I do it. Okay, I think you got to get an ounce of salt per day. Dot com as well. So I don't know why <laughs> I thought of that first. Uh, you're well. You're you're more well known for that than how to take care of your penis. Yes. I always has to say that how to take care of your penis was. Perhaps the most obscure website of all time. Mm-hmm. You're going to have almost no competition or anything like it, I don't think. I don't think you're going to get a lot of... Uh, fashions change at... Similar sites. Where, By the way, where did you write on your communitarianism type? I didn't write it, but it's a blog called... It's a, it's a page of it. I'll yeah. have a quick look. Um, the fear of death, it. words and meaning. Society, I think it's called. And this is some great writing by Frank. Society. Okay, let's click on society. Okay. So Margaret Thatcher said there's no such thing as society. Is that similar to there's no such thing as community? Yeah. They're just men and women doing their jobs. 
Okay. I will link to that specific as uh, show note number three. I'm just coming up with it now. I'm just, I'm just making sure that I've got that particular thing happening. I'm, and you have a link to Margaret Thatcher on Ed Sherini's page, well aware. And by the way, if you want to get Ed on the show, please contact I'm, him. I, I will. I'll keep trying. He, he did agree to come on at one stage and then, then disappeared on, but it'd be fantastic to have, um, you know, such an, a legend of the contro- controversial times. It all just seems so and, unimportant these days. But, and his link to the Margaret Thatcher thing just goes to his store. Well, you must have got rid of a lot of. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it all. He's been out for a long time. It says here. Yeah. 2016, 2018. Well, he's, in fact, his whole site's been gone. I, I have to find another way to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I, as I said, I mean, really just think about, you know, what it is you're doing when you're in any, any collective effort. I mean, there's a lot of times when we end up doing collective things that cause us damage. It's really crazy in my view. That whole sacrifice thing doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Yeah, doing things for the cause. This was a great rant by by Cindy. She said a lot of good material. I'm really enjoying her stuff. Yeah. I assume you are as well. Yeah, very much so. That'll be show note number four for Cindy's communitarian rant. Say again. I'm not. I'm not such a big fan of her emotional stuff, but that's okay. It's just a style thing, I guess. Yeah, she's a little screechy, and um, she could benefit from a good microphone. If you're going to be talking all the time, do what Frank does. He has a good microphone, and even if you are talking nonsense, when you have a good microphone, people still listen. Because why else would you get a good microphone unless you thought you were saying something meaningful? Not, not that Ed's implying anything there, of course. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not implying it for myself or for, for Frank, because actually Frank has got a lot of good stuff, a lot of good stuff, and he's on the audio chat, and we're doing this weekly show, which is just um, a nice calm banter between the two of us, and um, I just think it's meaningful and it's good. Now tomorrow, I'm, I have um, Jenna and Brian are two people that want to promote the communitarian expose. They want to keep keep it out there, put it out there so people know what's coming, a new form of global governance. So they are constantly contacting different people in the truth field to come talk on different shows, including mine. So they contacted Steve from Space Busters who has that great voice and that deep laugh and told him to come on my show even though he doesn't really have any knowledge on communitarianism they want to get him going on it so he can look into it and perhaps do a video we almost did a show Sunday but he didn't get the email 
we rescheduled it for tomorrow at 8 o'clock, which is 2 a.m. in Copenhagen. So he's going to be up all night. So that'll be interesting. So that's tomorrow. Hopefully everyone will make it. So even if, uh, I know Brian and Jenna will make it because they are very adamant in getting this word out. Hopefully Steve will make it on time and we'll be talking to them tomorrow. And Steve is of Space Busters and I think I put the odd one of his videos on FacoTube, but Steve is a video creator par excellence. He is fantastic. I haven't really watched his last one because I'm just so burned out about viruses and vaccines. I just, I, I've almost, we've been talking about it for almost three years. I want to talk about something else. So, total deaths and investigating that, I can talk about that because that's relatively fresh now and we've had a couple of years. So we should have some pretty good numbers. But of course, in Canada, as we said, we don't have those numbers. Why? Of all the things you count, can't get more basic than that. So, good on you, Frank, for bringing it up. Yeah, it's an interesting, well, I, as I said, I just found it particularly interesting. Mm-hmm. Next uh, time we'll talk about the um, the property stuff going on. I think that's also very interesting. Okay, and if anything you can find out about the implementation of SDGs in Australia, I'd be interested. Uh, the one site that I get my information on what is going on in Canada's courts and Canada's legislature is canucklaw.ca. I don't think mm-hmm. Ronnie talks to me anymore because I promote Chris Guy. She doesn't like Chris Guy. She thinks he's a grifter. And um, so she won't talk to me anymore. She does her own show with uh, Fred another Canadian. So that's fine. We get a, I get my fill of her anyway, but I wouldn't mind talking to her because I think she does great work. And, um, she has a confusing website. She doesn't have it laid out properly. And I'm trying to find her latest post and I can't because of her poor layout. Oh, here it is. Recent post. Um, okay. So here we have in Canada, Bill 293. She put this up yesterday. And this is where this absolutely nondescript MP who lives, who represents a riding near to me in Toronto is proposing a private member's bill where they start implementing the global pandemic treaty, which has all kinds of things that really are very barely related to the idea of viruses and contagion, which of course are fake, where they talk about getting rid of crops, getting rid of livestock, all in the name of saving us from a phony pandemic. And she highlights a lot of the things that are ridiculous, but are all part of the Agenda 21 SDG ESG program, where they want to reform the entire legal system, constitution, and way we do business vis-a-vis the earth. So she is really good at finding, reading some of the legislation 
and highlighting some of the insanity with her appropriate comments. That is right here on canucklaw.ca. So if you if there's anyone else doing this in Australia, Frank, that can show us how they are implementing the UN Agenda 21 into law in Australia, I'd be interested. Now, this is pretty dry stuff, but this is the stuff that's going to be banging you over the head in Canada in the next, in your future. And this is how they do it. It's not a conspiracy. It's happening. Yeah, I th- look, I, as I said I earlier, I think the... Um the vaccination thing is is the key weapon, isn't it? Well, there's obviously the carbon tax, but really the way that people are going to be moved in and out and, you know, various permissions denied to them as their vaccination status and their, yeah. This is how they do it. It's very incremental. It's the Fabian approach. And a lot of these concepts, Cindy has all of them in her various rants at different times. That's why I like her, because she she brings it all in. She brings in the Hegelian dialectic. She brings in the incremental approach, the Fabians. This is the methodology in which your whole societies are being transformed. And different people bring different pieces, but very few people tie it all together. I want to be one of those people that try and bring all these different voices that seem unrelated. Like, what does this guy with tattoos and veneer-looking teeth have to do with this person in Melbourne? Well, they're all they're all saying similar things, and if you take them all in totality and see the overlaps in between these two different characters. And come to one website, Fakeologist, Fake Two. This is where we try and assemble all the puzzle pieces for one big picture. And uh, I don't think there's any other site that does that. Bring in videos, bring in blogs, bring in audio, bring in tweets, bring in a forum. We, we've got it all. We even talk about health. I just posted on Fakeologist forums under the health page today. And something on gallbladders, I grabbed this off Tracy, Northern Tracy's Facebook page. If you've got a gallbladder problem, read this post before you get it removed. I know most people don't have a lot of time because they're in so much pain, so they just do whatever the doctor says. But read about this. This is really fascinating stuff. All on my forums, fakeologist.com. Forward slash forums too. They have so much stuff on there. So have a read. Register there too. And uh, make sure you uh, send me an email when you register because I get a lot of bots registering and I don't approve them. All right. Well, that's it, Frank. Um, I'm, I'm done. I'm out. Thanks for uh, joining. It was a good chat. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. That's the closing music. Frank at fakeologist.com, how to take care of your penis.com. Frank talks about salt. He's done a couple of posts on the fakeologist forums. You can look him up. If you want to talk about salt, you just go to the top, type in salt, 
And look what you get. Lemon, salt, water, and rejuvenation. Get lots of stuff here. But Frank has posts over here too. Fakeologist.com forward slash donate if you like the show. Like all these people like the show. And uh, send a donation if you want. Send me an email if you don't want to donate. Just send an email saying, hi, I want to hear from all my listeners. Send me a speak pipe. Record a bumper. We just have no idea if you're listening to the show unless we get feedback. So... That's how to do it. Fakeologist.com forward slash contact. Everything is on the main page. Fakeologist.com. And thank you, Frank. And thank you for listening. Have a good night.